If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, fangirls and fan guys. We just want to take a moment and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people. Thanks so much. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we're so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Okay, so today we are talking about the Disney Plus series, Loki. And here is a little synopsis of the show for those of you who don't know. After stealing the Tesseract and Avengers, Loki transports himself to a desert and out of the Avengers' custody. Upon his arrival to his new location, a group of armed individuals take him into custody and take him to an organization called the TVA. The TVA stands for the Time Variant Authority, a government-like organization that exists outside of time and space. Loki is charged with being a variant and disrupting the sacred timeline. He has two choices, help the TVA catch their most notorious variant or be erased. This show is mind bending to say the least. There's time traveling, a crime thriller, and is set in the fantastical Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Loki premiered on June 9th of 2021, and they aired one episode a week for six weeks. The show first began filming in January of 2020, and they had to halt production in March, and filming was resumed in September of the same year, and they finally finished it up in December. On to casting. We have Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki, God of Mischief, Sophia Martina, who plays Sylvie, we won't say exactly who she is just yet because it's kind of a spoiler. Owen Wilson, who plays Mobius, a detective agent at the TVA who investigates dangerous time criminals. So Gugu Mabatha-Ra plays Ravana Renslayer, a respected judge at the TVA. And Wenmi Osaku plays Hunter B-15, a high-ranking TVA officer. And Jonathan Majors plays a character called He Who Remains. I'm really impressed that even with like a six month hiatus between filming, I still feel like with post-production, like getting it out in June, finishing in January, that's pretty fast. That's super fast. I think actually WandaVision had been pushed back from Mm -hmm. December to January. So that pushed everything else back. So my guess is they were expecting an earlier debut date for Loki and then just kept pushing it back based on the pandemic timeline. Yeah, I know they always meant to do WandaVision first. Mm -hmm. They were saying that WandaVision was in post-production while Loki was still filming. But I'm wondering if 
they probably got half of the series done by March because that's like two and a half months and then another two and a half months at the end of the year. So they probably did a lot of, you know, the post-production on those first episodes over those six months. And then, you know, the other three episodes post-production and then got it done by June. I'm sure they were really on a time crunch and people over at uh, Disney were like, we got to get this done. Got to stay on <laughs> schedule. So I know there are people over there are like super organized, but I, I mean, I'm excited that they were able to kind of not really skip a beat and like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, it was always all kind of like one right after another. And we didn't they were. have to wait a super long time. I mean, we didn't even know it was coming, honestly. So when it did come, I'm glad that they, you know, released it all at the same time because I was just soaking all that up. Oh, and in the season finale of Loki, it was revealed that the show on a title card had been renewed for a second season. So we're going to get a whole second season of this amazing show. I'm so excited because I've got ideas of where they can take it. And I'm curious where they will take it. I'll save that for the tea. Yes, because this is a, the type of show like, okay, I hate to like kind of relate it to Frozen, but the first Frozen movie, it gives you a storyline, but there's so many questions that they they create in that first movie. And you're like, I mean, you're just shown a glimpse of a story, a really good story, but then you're left with like, you know, 50 questions minimum, same with Loki. So you have all, you're just beginning to really, you know, take the lid off of this, this show and it leaves you asking all these questions. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways they can take it. And I'm really excited because, you know, I do love questions, but I also really love getting them answered. (laughs) So I'm definitely Uh, looking forward to season two for sure. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means we're just talking about everything that happened in the show. So spoilers, we are talking every plot line, we are talking theories, and we are getting into it. So if you have not watched Loki, stop what you're doing, watch it, and then listen. So if you guys remember at the end of our first Marvel episode that we discussed, um, we ended saying like, oh, we'll follow up more with Loki. When Loki started first episode, first thing I noticed that caught my eye were the Infinity Stones. Yeah. They're useless in the TVA. It essentially shows you how many times the timeline had been interrupted. So if Cap was in charge of returning the Infinity Stones, which he was, here's your proof how many times his mission went sideways, thus opening the door for a Captain America Infinity Stone series or movie. Like there's so much story that hasn't been told. And it just like brings me back to the conversation Sam had with older Cap when he returned from returning the stones Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, Sam saying, hey, you want to talk about it? When he notices Cap's ring and Cap responds, no, I don't think I will because he's probably ran into the TBA and knows that talking about it would interrupt the timeline. That's a really good point. I wonder how many other people besides Thanos tried to steal the infinity stones because it's interesting what Thanos says is I am inevitable. Mm-hmm. I wonder if him saying that is not just his ego or perhaps he knows that multiverses of other Thanoses. <laughs> maybe or maybe the TVA maybe he tried to steal them at an earlier point or something else happened and he's been through their whole 
the whole cycle. That could be it too. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe he, maybe he was a variant of sorts and Mobius sat him down in the same way and showed him like, Hey, you're not supposed to do this yet. And maybe he saw that and knows he's inevitable. You know, he wasn't expecting them to uh, find a time machine and go back and, and do all that <laughs> right. perhaps because think about it. Loki had disrupted the timeline. So maybe things were like a little bit shifted. I don't know. This could go really go so many ways. So when he, when they finally get there at end game, Loki back in 2012 had taken the Tesseract and all of that. And this is that version of Thanos was also from what year was that? 2014? 2014. Okay. Perhaps he hadn't seen what happened, you know, Infinity War, like he didn't know all of that was happening. Right. There was a recap of him watching through Nebula's eyes of what does happen in the end. And that's why he came back to bypass that at the time point that he did. Yes. Okay. So he's like, I am inevitable. Um, this is going to happen either way. Yeah. This whole multiverse and different timelines. Game changer. Game changer melts my brain a little bit for <laughs> sure. But I'm like... I'm definitely, I'm like trying so hard to like, okay, I'm going to understand this. Okay. So I thought that Owen Wilson played a perfect Mobius. His on-screen chemistry with Loki was great. He had such a calm demeanor and against Loki's very like dramatic and, you know, egotistical um, personality, they played really well off each other on screen. And I love the friendship that developed there. And I feel like Mobius brought this he was like sort of an anchor to this new reality that Loki finds himself in and well that is until Loki reveals to him that even Mobius can't really trust what he sees you know like oh maybe maybe you haven't been here your whole life you weren't just woke up and all of a sudden worked at the TVA and then nothing feels anchored after that yes one of the biggest bombshells was when Sylvie told Loki that everyone at the TVA is a variant and was kidnapped mm-hmm. from their timeline and or told differently, yeah. i.e. Mobius. Mobius M. Mobius, a.k.a. Owen Wilson's character. I do have a theory about him because I, because it's not that I don't believe that, I do believe that he was kidnapped by the TVA. But yeah, I do feel he also interrupted the timeline to a certain extent as well. So my theory is knowing that a season two of Loki is in the work. I'm super curious what Mobius's backstory is. Yeah. Like what did he interrupt? Yeah. And his nexus event, my theory again, can't prove it, but it hear me out. It's just something to think on. Yeah. Um, So in the MCU, he's actually a judge for the TVA. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. He's what Rayvon or Renslayer was. Mm -hmm. I know in the comics, like, there was a segment where he prosecuted or tried to prosecute the Fantastic Four and or X-Men at one point. Oh. Yeah. So, huh. but knowing that they're running with the variant timeline. Okay. If they still plan on portraying him as a variant slash kidnapped from his timeline, my guess is that he came from the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Probably knew Nick Fury. Could have been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And or maybe he knew about Val. And that she was a sleeper agent. Like, I think he got kidnapped right as he was, as Fury was about to meet Carol Danvers. If the Carol Danvers story didn't happen, the Avengers initiative wouldn't have happened. 
That's true. So imagine Moby is being kidnapped right before like, you know, Fury left to go to the blockbuster to meet up with Carol Danvers. This is crazy. Right? I, that's a really good theory. He said jet skis a lot. Talked about he jet did. skis a lot. And I'm like, the popularity of jet skis was like, what, late 80s, early to mid 90s? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I they're still like it's a hint. It's yeah. A hint for us to look for something. And I'm just trying to uh, figure out what that was. I feel uh, like it's a time frame. It's an acknowledge to the time because time doesn't pass. Like you have no idea how much time has passed in the TBA. So if jet skis are a clue of a time frame, my guess is early to mid 90s when Fury met Carol Danvers. Okay. So remind me in Captain Marvel, what state are they in or what city is this in that this is happening? Do we know? Because like I when think I think it's LA, because when I think jet skis, I think either Miami or like Malibu, like where are people doing jet skis? I mean, you can do yeah. jet skis on lakes too, but I think, I mean, you can do it in Harvard. I just I like, mean, for some reason, when he was talking about the jet skis, I'm just seeing Owen Wilson in Miami on his jet ski, but that's just my brain making that up. But I was, you know, it just seems like such a clear clue, like look into this. Where do jet skis connect yeah. to, to him? Like Miami like, Vice <laughs> time yeah. frame. Yeah. And perhaps it was just something to confirm in his own mind when Loki's telling him, like, you cannot believe what you see. He's like, yeah, why would I be thinking about a jet ski if I've never ridden one, but I can like kind of feel the thrill of what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, you know, I think he might've mentioned that he had, you know, seen one in his, you know, work with the TVA and going to these different timelines and whatnot. For me, it was just kind of like this clue that I'm trying to follow and figure out, okay, what are they trying to tell us? Cause it's going to come up again. Cause you know, it has to. Yeah. In Marvel movies, Lena was telling me this. She's like, you know, every time you think that something is small a detail, she's like, it's not, they bring it back and time and again, that is what I have seen to be true. So we're, we're putting that down as an Easter egg for sure. Yeah. And we'll to something. We'll, yeah. We'll circle back to that. If we, if we find out something, you know, in a later episode, we will circle back to the jet ski issue. Okay. So I found it fascinating that throughout the series, I found myself questioning if Loki had really changed after seeing what his future was and seeing that like, yes, his brother loved him and like how he died and everything. I could tell that it affected him deeply in the moment. Would this be enough to make him a more honest person. I think Mobius was hoping the same thing, like hoping for that very outcome. But again, like being the God of mischief, this runs really deep and, but you could tell the shift was happening. So I, I thought it was interesting, the timing of when Loki's facing off with Sylvie in that store, like that Walmart type store, mm -hmm. Mobius, he gets there right when he doesn't see any of that that happens. He just sees Loki making the choice to escape through like that time door portal, mm -hmm. not knowing that like he's found her, he's following her. I think it seemed to Mobius that it was confirming what Ravana had been saying all along. And he's like, dang it, she was right. But I think, you know, Loki was probably still a little bit torn. Like, yes, he wants to help, you know, Mobius 
but also what Sylvie said, it's like intrigued and like, okay, this is another me. I could help you. And as a person in the audience, you're like, do I even believe that he wants to help her or is he still helping Mobius or does he even know? Oh yeah. No, it caters to your argument that there's a million more questions and it keeps you hooked. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know where they were going to take it from there. Yeah. I think he was intrigued enough to follow her, but also I think he kind of still wanted to do the right thing, but at the Mm -hmm. time, the right thing was not definable. It wasn't. No, not at all. The glorious purpose. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of wish they would have shown Loki using his powers more when he was in the void or just not at the TVA. He did a little bit, but he didn't shape shift. He didn't like really hologram himself. The only time he really changed his outfit is when they were getting on, like sneaking on the train. Um, so, and it was kind of bugging me. He's in that same outfit, like the whole time, like the TVA outfit that they had him wear. And I know I had read that the costume designer did this for the reason to kind of strip away all that is Loki and kind of get down to the, you know, core of who he is. But I kind of feel like it was a little bit distracting for me, that outfit that he was in. It was just like, it was very neutral. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's very nice to see Tom Hiddleston in some TVA gear, but I agree. And the TikTok videos that came in regards to his outfit were hilarious. I mean, they were just like, oh, come on. Wanda got a new costume. Falcon got a new costume. And you can't give Loki a new costume. No, you have to make him sweat it out in this in this TVA thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and slacks. Oh, my gosh. I know. I think I saw the hashtag justice for Loki (laughs) surge after in regards to his lack of a like a Loki new Loki costume. And, oh no, it was so good. And yeah, kept him in that dang thing the whole time. And I get that he's going through like this identity crisis, but at the same yes. time, he's Loki, he's vain. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing he d- does when, you know, in movies, like he g- keeps changing his outfit. Like here exactly. I am, look at me. And even there's the part where Sylvie's like this, she's talking about her outfit. She's like, it's super uncomfortable. I'm thinking he's going to help her change her outfit. Mm-hmm. But instead he makes that blanket to cover them and it doesn't even fit around them. I was like, what? Here, dropping the ball with these powers. I mean, come on. I think um, the other point that they were trying to make was not so much to highlight. We know what Loki can do. It was to highlight Sylvie and her powers and show what she was capable of as a variant of Loki. Yeah. So, okay. So she couldn't do that sort of shape-shifting. She only could do like enchanting. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So she did show that a lot, but I'm thinking, you know, he could have had just one outfit change. At I agree. <laughs> just something. I mean, put him in a suit. I don't know anything other than that. Loki, he cares about how he loves himself. He literally kissed a version of himself. I'm like, you think the least he could do is get himself out of a dirty shirt. You know, Whatever. It happens. I just kind of felt like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Okay. So one of the questions that I had is, is the void out of the TVA's jurisdiction and could they have possibly stopped Sylvie from killing he who remains? I mean, I know that there was that big kind of smoke beast they had to get through, Mm -hmm. but once they 
she did, would the TVA have been like alerted to that? Was it out of their jurisdiction? I don't know. Okay. So you're talking about, okay, the void, which is the end of time, correct? Mm -hmm. So folks at the TVA don't even want to go there because there's no way back. And had Sylvie not taken the tempad with her to give to to give to Mobius, Mobius wouldn't would have been stuck there too. So there's no way to get back to the TVA from the end of time, unless you have a tempad. Unless you have a tempad, so which way they weren't counting on Sylvie having, but it was Ravana's and okay, because she pruned herself first. Ravana was thinking that the tempad was null and void, like it wouldn't work there. Correct. Well, I mean, like, yeah, not only would it not work there, she's dead. She like all these things. So do you think Ravana doesn't know what is at the void? I think anybody who's seen the process of pruning knows that they go to this void. There's no coming back. She's pruned folks herself. So she just seen that Sylvie pruned herself, essentially. She probably thought that Tempad was out of service and or null and void, or it was damaged. Kind of like what the the Infinity Stones were to the TVA, rendered powerless. Yeah. So I think maybe, you know, once they are sent to the void, you know, maybe Rivana's just like, well, that takes care of that for me then. Mm-hmm. Not expecting, because she did say to Mobius, if anybody was going to come back, it would be you. Mm-hmm. Not thinking anybody could get back. So Sylvie, she erases herself. Mm-hmm. She must know because she was going to go where, where Loki was at. Mm-hmm. So she must have known that it wasn't just like, I mean, she knew she had the temp pad and everything, but she probably knew it was a place where you could exist. You just, you don't go into like non-existent. Cause I don't think Loki knew that he's like, you get erased, you're gone. He saw Mobius get erased. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Did that happen before? Or pruned? Yeah. Yeah. He got pruned. He saw Mobius get pruned. He's like totally upset, thinks he's dead. Because that's kind of Loki. You know, he first gets there. He's in line. The guy didn't take his ticket. He right. sees that guy get pruned. He's like, well, shoot. Like he's assuming they're dead. Right. But Sylvie knew that that's not what happened when you get pruned. Yes. That's why she did it. Because she knew she could go after him. But Loki doesn't didn't know that he you know, Correct. Like, am I dead? Where am I? What, what's happening? You know, so but, but she knew. So where does that prior knowledge come from? So in the season finale, maybe it was the episode before the season finale. Yes, I think it was the, the episode before the season finale. Remember when Miss Minutes was going through the files right before Sylvie was about to be prosecuted for her crimes mm-hmm. in the in the hall? Miss mm-hmm. Minutes is going through the files because Ravana had made her a deal saying we can talk this over more to this story about the TVA that you should know that you want to know I can make you a deal and those were the files that Miss Minutes was going through and that's when uh, Sylvie catches on she's like take me to the end of time and she calls Ravana out on it Ravana's worried that oh she's going to find out that that there is an end of time Sylvie is just 10 steps ahead of the game yeah I mean she's been doing it since she was a kid mm-hmm. and I was reading that she is probably like a similar age to Loki, like maybe a thousand to 1500 years old. So if you've been doing this for yeah, that's, a thousand I mean, to 1500 if- years, here's my theory though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sylvie mentions to Loki that she dated a postman. So 
I Googled and it just seemed like such an odd thing to mention. But again, I'm like, is this a clue? That's a good point. Okay. So I Googled Marvel character that was a postman. The only result was Willie Lumpkin. And he was the mailman to the Fantastic Four. So at one point, Lumpkin is mind controlled by Immortus into accessing a time machine. Immortus is Kang, the Conqueror, who is also he who remains in the Loki series. So perhaps this particular scenario caused Willie Lumpkin to either disappear or lose his mind in such a way that his relationship with Sylvie didn't work out because that's what she said. It just, it just didn't work out. You know, she didn't give us anything out. So this theory leads me to believe that Sylvie killing he who remains went a lot deeper. Yes. The eye. Good job, dude. <laughs> so that's impressive. I mean, who knows, but it, it just seemed like she was, she was hell bent on killing he who remains. Didn't yeah, even she, though no, even, her body language screams vendetta. Yes, and even though Loki was basically like professing his love to her, mm-hmm. she's like, no, because if you are avenging the death of like your love, or you know, maybe he got lost in the multiverse, or maybe he was taken in the time machine with Immortus. Like we don't know. So All season know is, two, yeah, we're gonna know what. Oh, that's so awesome, dude. Willie Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. Okay. Because like she said, she specifically said postman. Also, another reason why they could have done this is because Stanley always makes an appearance in the Marvel Mm -hmm. series and he, you know, passed away. Right. Rest in peace, Stanley. Rest in peace. He, in the comics originally, Willie was like a younger guy. But in Fantastic Four, he made a cameo, Stanley, as this postman in Fantastic Four. So perhaps it was also like an ode to Stanley. I mean, I don't know how it all fits together. A good Easter egg. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll meet this postman. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens with that. Also, another question that I had, and maybe you can answer this, is that okay. when Loki returns to the TVA mm-hmm. after Sylvie kills He Who Remains, he's in a different timeline. We see that statue of just Kang and not the three timekeepers. Mm-hmm. And Mobius seems to recognize him for either two reasons. Either he recognizes the outfit or he recognizes Loki that, and he says, oh, you're like an analyst or whatever. Is there another Loki already in that timeline? Oh, you're saying Mobius recognized Loki as an analyst. Okay. Yeah, as an analyst. So was it just the outfit? Was it the outfit and the way that he looked? Or is there a new Loki lookalike variant in that timeline? Like, oh, yeah, you must be an analyst. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was just the outfit? Maybe. Oh, now I have to think more on it. Stay tuned, folks. I know that's I a might good have question. To like rewatch that part and just be like, okay, what was like the because you have no idea that he doesn't realize that it's not Loki, Loki, right? Or they're in a different timeline where Loki didn't interrupt the timeline, that timeline at all. Like they're in a different alternate universe where Loki didn't interrupt anything. This is like a a super neutral, not god of mischief, <laughs> Loki. 
Yeah. He's just an analyst. Yeah. Right? So just he just sees him as an analyst. Like, oh, you're wearing the outfit. Okay. You must just be an analyst. Yeah. So the Loki finale, super highly anticipated um, to get back to your first question about Sylvie and if the TVA could have prevented Sylvie from killing he who remains. Yeah. If they had, it would, if they had prevented Sylvie from killing he who remains, the next 10 years of the MCU wouldn't exist. There wouldn't be, there would be no multiverse of madness. There wouldn't be a, I mean, every movie leading like after that wouldn't exist. Right. Had they stopped Sylvie. It had to happen. And he knew that he who remains knew that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, So the next phase of Marvel is a hybrid combination of Wanda's hex event uh, Loki picking up the Tesseract and Sylvie killing he who remains. Mm-hmm. So that all, like those three things led up to maybe a Nexus event of the next phase of the MCU. So as you mentioned, he who remains is Kang the Conqueror and he is the variant we met as Immortus, mm-hmm. which is the, the Kang variant. Mm-hmm. Kang is supposed to reprise his role in Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. So that is something to look forward to for sure. Is it the same actor? It is. The play. Okay. Because I didn't it know is. if like, they killed this variant, if a different variant, variant would come. It's still going to be the same actor. Okay, cool. Yeah. He Who Remains, a.k.a. Nathaniel Richards, was a scientist from the 31st century where he discovered the existence of parallel universes. His variants also figured this out came into contact with each other and became very power hungry. And this resulted in war and the best King one, which at that time was Immortus up until Sylvie killed him. The variant that we're going to see is like the mighty King who's supposed to be the new big bad, the new big bad next to Thanos, if you will. Immortus is King, the conqueror. So I see King as, well, I won't say King. I'll say I saw Immortus as this hybrid of both Tony Stark and Thanos, this genius. Yeah. Who also wanted to, re- you know, maintain the balance of the timeline. And the only way to do that was to create the TVA. As terrible as it sounds, he's trying to maintain the balance the same way Thanos was in a more civil, yeah, neutral no way. Killing half of the world's the population. population. Yeah. 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 Way. So, uh, yeah, Kang maintains the multiversal timeline by creating the TVA, brainwashing variants from different multiverses to believe that they're restoring a balance by kidnapping variants who did or didn't interrupt a timeline. So this is what's interesting. When I was reading that theory or reading about the postman, mm-hmm. Immortus was stealing a time machine, but it wasn't just like anyone's. It was Dr. Doom's time machine that he was stealing. So I'm wondering if like maybe he was stealing that time machine to get to the end of time or to, you know, somehow maybe that helped that technology helped him create the TVA. Which is another Easter egg to Mobius being a judge for the TVA because Mobius was, you know, in the process of prosecuting the Fantastic Four and I know Victor Von Doom. Oh, oh, those Mm -hmm. are two different ones. Victor Von Doom. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if you want to refer to him as Doc. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total homage to the comics. Yeah. So Mobius was a judge for the TBA about to prosecute the Fantastic Four. Kang 
takes Dr. Doom's time machine. A variant. A variant of of Kang takes Dr. Doom's time machine. Yeah. So this is what makes me think that whatever variant they put in is going to be the same guy. Because if Sylvie sees this guy who has her boyfriend under mind control and it's the same Mm -hmm. one, you know, it's a variant of him, but a variant that that looks like him. And that's where the vendetta goes. Oh, that's genius. I'm wondering, even though she had been kind of jumping around through time for thousands of years, mm-hmm. who's to say that when this time machine was stolen in this, it was stolen at that time in that timeline. And then perhaps the TVA was created after that. Then they see these timelines getting changed and then they start like resetting things after. So it's like with time travel, it's like things can happen out of order, mm-hmm. you know, because how did he get the technology to time travel, Immortus. Did he steal it from Doctor Doom? And Immortus is was... from the 31st century, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Perhaps somebody came to him and said, time travel is possible. This is what you need to do. Maybe a variant of him. Like, who knows? It's a good point. I know my brain is like, what? <laughs> this could go so many different ways. It could. Um, it absolutely yeah. could. I really think that postman, he's he's gonna make an appearance. That's exciting stuff. So look for postman references and Easter eggs. And also speaking of more Easter eggs, I do love how Mobius referenced, I want to say in episode four, he referenced the Kree, Titans, and Vampires. There's a line where he was talking to one of the agents about Loki. And he was saying like, you know, we've dealt with the Kree, Titans, and Vampires, but give us a god of mischief and things go sideways, you know, (laughs) or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And acknowledge to the Kree, Titans being Thanos. So again, tying back to the Infinity Infinity Stones. Stones. Oh my God. So they've definitely dealt with Thanos in a past life or in an alternate universe. And then vampires um, coming up soon is Morbius, which is the origin story of Michael Morbius or Dr. Michael Morbius, who has a blood condition. And the only way he can cure himself is through vampirism. Like his, the cure that he finds is um, through bats and he becomes a living vampire. Oh my gosh. So there was an Easter egg in that line. I'm I'm certain of it. The other Easter egg we noticed or the fan theory that is going around right now is when Kang notices the shift. The fan theory that's going around via TikTok at the moment is that Wanda, what what was it? Wanda. So if you play the season finales yes. at the same time, that ending scene lines up as Wanda is becoming the Scarlet Witch and she's sucking all the power out of Agnes. And then you see, if it's lined up, you see he who remains, he kind of stops and looks around and he's like feeling something happening. Mm -hmm. And the timeline is starting to split and it perfectly lines up as that's happening. Although an article did debunk this and said that it was merely a coincidence because WandaVision was in like post-production and they were still filming Loki. However... It doesn't mean that that moment 
that Wanda's becoming the Scarlet Witch didn't open the multiverse. I believe it. It it was a very believable fan theory. Because you know what, what was happening is with Monica Rambeau, as she's going back through, you know, Wanda's created world, you see all of these versions of herself, this multiversal person into one. And you can see that these realities are splitting apart. So it doesn't mean that that's not what it did. They just didn't mean to match it up. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe you're not as genius as we we thought we were. But whoever first noticed that is a genius. Yes, I agree. I was like, I would love to know who that is. If anybody of our listeners know where that originated from, we would love to know. But overall, Loki, I was just fascinated from the first moment of them introducing this whole different world of the TVA. And I'm excited to see what it sets up and to see where it goes and to see a lot more of Tom Hiddleston, hopefully not in those pants. Agreed. Agreed. Please. Let's, uh, let's go back to the whole, uh, um, shape shifting and that sort of thing. But I'm very excited for the Hawkeye series and how I know that each one of these, you know, mini series, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki, and then um, Hawkeye, they're all setting up young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like you are introduced to one of them in each of these. So I'm like so excited just to see, you're getting to see these origin stories of these characters that are going to be huge in the next phase. Mm-hmm. Like before, usually we get like the origin story after, but right. we're kind of getting it before. So, and it's fun to know that because you can pay more attention you know, and kind of go back, you know, look for Easter eggs of things to come. So overall, like good job, Disney plus, like what a fun summer to have all of these shows. Disney plus and Marvel. Absolutely. And Marvel. Yes. Disney plus and Marvel. Yeah. And I'm like, who do I want to be for Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the Scarlet. We have so much to choose from. I know we got, we got a lot to choose from. I mean, I feel like a Loki outfit would be really easy this year for a guy who just get a black wig. And like some ugly, like business casual outfit <laughs> that's like dirty. Perfect. You got it. You're done. Good idea. That's so easy. And now it's time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. And this week we are talking about our website. So we have finally got our website up and running and it includes our blog. And you can also listen to our podcast through the website. Our blog's really exciting because you can stay up to date with all that we're doing. And we're not just talking about episodes, but kind of stuff that we're working on and stuff that we're doing. And you can stay connected with us. And we really want to hear from you guys. And you guys can leave comments there and you can subscribe to our blog there to stay in touch with us. We'll put our website in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions. So give us a follow on Instagram at the fangirls podcast and Twitter at the underscore fan underscore girls and like our community page on Facebook to join the conversation. See you next next time. time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the following Marvel, Disney, or Disney plus. That was a marvelous disclaimer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'll be here all week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.